Welcome to All Up In My Lady Business. I am your host, Mary Nisi. On this podcast, I'll explore the fine line between having it together and losing your shit. Here I share my journey as an entrepreneur, a mom, a wife, a DJ, and randomly a beekeeper. I have no shame and no filter except the ones I use on Instagram. My stories of resilience, a little structure, and a lot of resourcefulness can show you how to take those same things and live your life with your whole ass. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I had a break in there. We had the Jessica Hopper episode that was extra long. It was a twofer. Uh, and so I kind of took a week after, partially because my I was like, you guys got a lot of content uh, and I kind of wanted that one to kind of write it out a little bit more because it was pretty awesome. But also, I just needed a break. And, you know, <laughs> it feels like uh, I, you know, I had an episode last season where I took a break and we kind of talked about, you know, being imperfect. And I'm really leaning into the imperfection uh, right now. It feels like my brain doesn't work like it used to. And, you know, I don't know if it's, uh, if it's, is it, is it COVID? Is it like long COVID? Is it like leftovers from, the COVID I had in May, as I sit here on October 25th, who knows? Uh, I don't want it to be that. Is it living through a heavy end-stage capitalism time that we're living in? Is it the newly diagnosed ADD that my doctor thinks I drank to combat undiagnosed ADD and was self-medicating? And then once I didn't have the alcohol there, that this ADD kind of emerged. And that's kind of crazy. I didn't see that. I didn't have undiagnosed ADD on my 2022 bingo card, but uh, here we are. It also could sort of be symptoms of this perimenopause that I've been going through since pretty much right before I started the podcast. I was having weird symptoms and it's been really awful lately. Like hot flashes, they're like low grade all the time there. Like it was before I was having these like hot flashes that were like, they would come on real fast and hot and then they'd kind of disappear. But right now I'm kind of just like low grade hot all the time. And I had like a two day almost out of body, like temporary insanity where I couldn't stop crying and I was unable to function last week for like two days. And like if I didn't work for myself, I probably would have lost my job because I was such a mess. But then I woke up on Friday and it was like it never happened. And that was the weirdest thing was like, I had like like a two day break and I (laughs) like, is this a midlife crisis? Is this, I don't know. I don't know. Like I've never really been a depressed person. I never really had bad PMS back, you know, a year ago when I was having normal periods. And then like once I went off birth control, I started having like one day of like, mild PMS. And it's like, I don't know, it was really weird how I had like two days of like, brain fog, nightmare, sadness. And then it just was gone as mysteriously as it came. Like no one really talks about how shitty perimenopause is. I mean, they do, but it's always kind of like about like hot flashes and like how they make it it seemed like mom is just kind of hot and slow and needs to fan herself. And that was like, that's like not at all what it is. It feels like I'm like being roasted from within and it kind of just radiates out from my chest and just goes to every limb and up into my head and my hair starts sweating. Didn't know my hair could sweat brain fog. I smell horrible. Like if I get sweaty, I stink. I smell, I don't know. I've never smelled like this before. Um, terrible mood swings. It's like paunchy softness and, 
I don't care about a lot of things anymore, which is great. Like the amount of pizza and sag paneer that I've eaten and didn't give a second thought about is crazy. And it's almost like the punch isn't because of the estrogen, but because of the carbs that I've denied myself for years that I'm just eating like a freewheeling Bob Dylan. Like I'm just really just getting in there. And it's it sort of feels like my body has been invaded and everything kind of looks and feels a little bit off. Like I can't think of words or names my brain quickness has always kind of been one of my like, you know, my, my my quickness, my cleverness has always been kind of one of my signature. I can't even think of what uh, what I am, a signature part of me. See, I can't even, <laughs> can't even do it right now. But, you know, it's like when I can't think of a word or a name or whatever, is it? I'm like thinking to myself, you're having a stroke. <laughs> because if I can't think of a word, it can't just be because I'm having, you know, just general brain fog. But it is because of the brain fog. This is not really, I'm not really thinking, I'm like going, this isn't very a linear thought. But anyway, so going months without a period, like that was, it's so weird. Like it's, it's really weird. Like I was saying to my husband, to John, like, you know, like last week I was having a really bad breakdown and he like didn't know what to do with it. And I was trying to explain to him, like, you know, when your body has been the same way for years and you've had systems in place like your period coming every 28 days or whatever. And that's like part of your, you know, that's part of your life. And when you lose it, like I used to kind of not set my clock to it, but like my months were kind of revolving around it. And uh, when you go months without a period, like mine was so regular that I could set my watch to it. Like if it was an hour late, I was freaking out because like I got it like three o'clock on the Wednesday of the week I was supposed to get my period. And if I got it at four o'clock for one full hour, I was like par- like convinced I had I, that I was pregnant because my period was so regular. And I'm, I'm really into my routines and losing that one. Is, it's not unpleasant, but it was an, a reliable unpleasantness that I learned to find restorative in a weird way. Like in Hacks, uh, Deborah Vance, she like sells these like menopause supplements and she makes a crack that like, like that like in menopause, it's like your body is like moving into the back of the cave and it absolutely feels like that's what's happening. It's like nature is trying to make the store like, like trying, it's like trying to move you from the storefront to the discontinued bin in the back, like just making you like utterly unfuckable, like mean, forgetful, doughy, dry skin, bonkers, hormonal zits. I stink. I just start crying over nothing, hair trigger irritation. And like, I mean, it's like the uh, whole concept of the mean old lady trope. It's like, that is, that is a trope for something like that is, that is why people, you know, say that women are old and mean because they are because they they're trying to make them unfuckable so we don't accidentally get pregnant and have a baby at like 50 um is that what it is that's my own theory i bought a book about menopause called the menopause manifesto um that i'm like three pages into it and it's like amazing and i'll report back more about that as i learn more but all of this is to say is that i was feeling very sorry for myself mostly because of hormones and having really bad irritation from trying to figure out my adderall dosage that i just started taking and my doctor told me last week to stop taking it altogether which then i think that might be part of the reason why my productivity vanished and i turned into an anxiety ridden nightmare But then on Thursday, we all got a treat. Well, Thursday, maybe Friday, depending upon where you are, was that we got the trailer for Midnight's during NFL, during Thursday Night Football. Taylor Swift dropped a trailer for the album during the third quarter. I had to watch a lot of football. I watched like, you know, the second and third quarters. 
because she said that it was going to come during the third quarter. Was it going to be like at the beginning of the third quarter, at the end of the third quarter? What's a third quarter? How long does a quarter last? Is it 25 minutes? I don't know because I don't watch enough football. Or actually, maybe I watch exactly the amount of football I should be watching. But anyway, she released this trailer basically announcing that there was going to be a video made for every song. And then she released the record at 11 o'clock Central, midnight Eastern. And I drew a bath. Uh, and I had to refresh Spotify for like five minutes along with a bunch of other 15-year-olds while it buffered until it kind of, I mean, it basically kind of crashed Spotify. At 11, I, I basically stayed up to listen to a Taylor Swift album at 11 o'clock at night like I was a 15-year-old girl. And uh, I'd like to say, you know, it was all me and 15-year-old girls, but you know you did it. You know you also stayed up until 11 o'clock or midnight or maybe it was maybe you're in the central or the California time and you got to watch let's hear it even earlier in the day. But when it finally kicked in, I drew a bath and I actually I got this thing. It's called 100 Senses is the company and it's like a it looks like a travel pillow and then there's a bolster that go like an inflatable bolster that goes under your knees and if you put it on, you actually float in the bathtub like it it makes you completely suspended in the water. It is the most relaxing thing. I will try to get a link in the show notes because it's like my favorite. I don't, it's the favorite, my favorite thing I've bought recently. It's incredible. Anyway, I drew the bath. I got in, I hit play and oh my God, Lavender Haze kicked in. And I, because none of us knew she didn't release a single. Like she just said this album is coming and released absolutely none of it. Although, Anybody who's like a diehard Swifty has been kind of, once the album came out, the Easter eggs that she's been feeding to us for the past year or so have been coming out and it all made sense. It all made sense. So I listened to it twice while I took the bath. I, took the whole, I listened to the whole album twice. And then I had to go to sleep because it, at that point it was way past midnight and I was dying. But then she was also releasing something at 3 a.m. She was having like a secret chaotic surprise. And Sebastian came into our room at like three o'clock in the morning. So the, so the thing had been dropped at 2 a.m. Central. But Sebastian snuck into my bedroom at three o'clock in the morning and kind of woke me up. And I looked at the, ca- at the camera, or at my clock, the camera. See, this is camera. I, looked at the, I knew it was a C word. I looked at the clock and saw it was three o'clock in the morning. And I looked at my phone and saw that she released seven more songs. I was hoping for a tour announcement, but the seven songs, and, and honestly, when I heard that she was dropping seven more songs, I was like, Jesus Christ, I just started to try to, to digest and understand the 13 you just gave us. Now I got to understand 20, but then, you know, they're great songs, which I then listened to the next day. But that said, then she dropped a, the video for Antihero at eight o'clock in the morning. And it was like, that song is really good. And the song is basically my insecurities in song form, especially recently. And like the fact that she, like a person who is, has all the resources in the world and has, a, you know, she can have anybody to do anything for her. Like she's, you know, she is not the sexy baby. She's the monster on the hill. Like she is, she's got a whole, she has anything she wants. You know, she gets her shit done. She does not miss. She's like the most famous person in the world. She has masterfully executed everything that she has made. And, you know, she's gone from country to pop princess to like indie, cool, impeccable songwriter who takes incredible risks and just does what she wants. And it always lands. And even if it doesn't always land, it always lands enough, you know, that she has the exact same feelings that I, a 47 year old mom who is technically living in the suburbs, like it's comforting. But what are, 
it really is is inspiring. Like I'm sitting here not only thinking, but willing to say out loud in a public forum that I was inspired by Taylor Swift. Like a 23-year-old me wouldn't even recognize me. I would be like utterly mortified by my feelings right now. <laughs> like I had such low expectations for myself when I was younger. Like I couldn't even imagine success like what Taylor Swift has or for even the success that I have had. Like I couldn't imagine or deserve or allow myself to dream like that. So there was no way that I could respect what she does, you know, or even be indifferent to it. I thought it was like worthless in the long run and empty to be, you know, that much of a popular songwriter and, you know, an, an artist in general. But as it turns out, when you are given support and love and also like the gut feeling from her parents that she was a safe bet, like you can do things that no one has ever seen before. I mean, work incredibly hard. She shows her work like no other artist out there. Seriously, her, her work ethic is unreal. Anyway, all this is to say that she can write a song that shows that she's just like us, like me, like filled with self-loathing and feeling out of body. And maybe I have no excuse for being unable to push past this block that I have been in for months and start getting shit done. Like I have no excuse. Like I, if, if you haven't noticed, there have been a lot of interview episodes this season. And part of that is realizing how amazing the women in my life are. And I want to get their auras into the ether and like, you know, get their, their stories because women business owners and women entrepreneurs and women who are working for themselves, like there's always a good story there. There's always a good story there, but it also takes the heat off of me. I don't have to do, I don't, you know, it takes the heat off of having to write these like standalone episodes. Uh, oh my God. Am I trying to give these episodes like CSM, like, like cigarette smoking man, X-Files mythology? Like, would it be more interesting if I did? Oh my God. I'm going to start totally <laughs> referring to these episodes as lone gun woman episodes. Should I do that? Is that terrible? Is that ridiculous? Anyway, so these lone gun woman episodes that I've been putting off and putting off, it's not like I have a big announcement or reveal. I just have been procrastinating getting this next episode together. And you know what's really weird is like on Instagram, like I, the second that I started getting like ADD, like my, I, my ADD diagnosis, I'm not being targeted like crazy in Instagram for like, you know, non-medical interventions and things like that, which is like creepy and weird in its own way. But then I was having a ton of like anxiety about my procrastination. And then I, there was like this post that was talking about procrastination and it's not like procrastination is not just procrastination. It's like, you know, your brain, like you're having, it was, it was basically trying to like pathologize procrastination as well. And it was like comforting in the moment, but didn't change the fact that I was still procrastinating. Anyway, so then Taylor drops this like perfectly cre created like rollout for a near perfect record with all her fun codes and puzzles and Easter eggs. And on the record, she sings about being depressed and anxious and feeling like people need to get off her back about doing things when she's supposed to, uh, like letting karma take care of all the noise and how she has to take care of her own shit. But oh my God, and oh my God, I do not want to be John Mayer's publicist or his conscious at this time. Like the 3 a.m. edition did not come to play. I'm pretty sure that bigger than the whole sky is about miscarriage. Like, I don't know how it could be about anything else. Anyway, my, <laughs> my point is that I want it to be said that I'm as surprised as the next person how much I identify with this record and that it makes me want to do things and be creative and change. And, you know, the it's like, I mean, clearly Taylor Swift is going through a major, major productive season for her. Like, you know, she's put out 
I mean, when she tours on this album and she, I mean, when she tours, it's, it's going to be tough for casual fans because she's put out four albums since, uh, of new work and then the two re-records. And I'm pretty sure that she just teased yesterday that Speak Now is going to be, because she just dropped the ep- the episode, the re- the video for Bejeweled. And like, there's a bunch of Easter eggs that she's probably gonna be dropping Speak Now soon, which it's all just nuts. Anyway, she's just super, super, super creative. And she's doing a ton and it makes me want to do a ton. I took a, a Sashiko class at a sewing store here in Evanston with my friend Jane. Sashiko is, I think it's the art, I think they refer to it as like the art of like of obvious repair. Like it's, you know, it's like using like the 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 thick thread to like make patterns and repair clothes. And it was really awesome. Jane and I were the youngest people there by decades. And it felt right. Just felt like we were this, we finally found our people, our golden girls. They're all just like vaguely cranky. They have all this like seen it all weariness and all these, and they're like these grandmas. They all had like patchwork, like sweatshirts that had like unironic puppies on it. And they all had like beautiful needlework. And they kept saying things like, it's not for the country fair whenever, or not for the county fair. They kept saying like, like if we, you know, if somebody did something like, oh, like the stitch didn't work, they would be like, well, it's not like it's for the county fair. And um, and I had no idea that there were, we were like, what does that mean? Because you've said, they had said that like three times. By the third time I heard it, I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Because I don't, I've never heard that statement before. And apparently there are quilting and sewing competitions at county fairs and that those crafty bitches get read for filth if their sewing game isn't tight. I mean, apparently, like, I like, wouldn't you give anything to go to a well first of all it'd be kind of fun to just go to a quilting competition at a county fair i can only imagine the cutthroat technology the cutthroat like the shade that's being thrown like well mabel stitches oh look she's using that pink pattern again or whatever just sort of kind of you know uh you know just sort of how it could be around that but i mean like i would give anything to watch a documentary about competitive sewing like, I bet it's surprisingly cutthroat, and I would be there for it. Anyway, I've gotten really into the sashiko of the whole thing. And I'm, and it reminded me of how I used to sew all the time and take classes before, in the before times, and I loved it. And the sashiko is totally my speed, because, like, I'm not very artistic. Like, I'm not, I like, I'm not, a, like, I, I'm not good at, like, drawing or, um, you know, painting or anything like that. But it's, like, patterns that are super simple, and if you just do them like they are, like just like as they are, like because there's like a bunch of set patterns that are that they always that that are like kind of traditional sashiko patterns, and they're all made with just sewing straight lines that you just do and you just you know do these kind of offset lines to kind of create these patterns. And if you just do just that, it looks really good. And then like you know like once you get that down, you can make it more organic shapes. And you know like one of my favorite things I learned in improv back in the day is that you have to like know the rules to break the rules. I'm sure they didn't invent that in improv times, but that was something that I, I really understood, I guess when I was doing improv was like, you have to like, there's like all these basic rules in improv, like yes. And, and don't ask questions and like, don't talk about people who aren't in the room and you know, things like that. And once you kind of know those, then you can break the rules and, you know, do what you got to do to, you know, make, 
you know, truth and comedy. But if you have the basics down and you really, like, really down, you can find the beauty in just doing the thing. And that's enough. And, you know, then you can take off and, you know, do crazy things. Beginner's luck only lasts so long. Oh, this got deep. Anyway, all I have to, all of this is to say is that taking that class fired up the glue gun crafty bitch in myself, and I'm taking Halloween by storm. I made an almost perfect recreation of Sebastian's avatar from Among Us, and he is so pumped. Like he is, he is so pumped. <laughs> we went to this Halloween party thing at this park uh, here in in Evanston on Saturday, so it was like a week before Halloween. And when we walked in, not one adult knew who he was, but I heard every kid. Like every kid like was pointing at him and whispering among us. Oh my God, it's among us. Like under their breath, like it was a secret society and he was their ruler. Uh, and I was really questioning this one because, you know, it, no adults knew what it was. And I, and, I, and I specifically made like his avatar. Like usually when you see Among Us, if you've done any time with Among Us, it's like the red character is the one everyone always thinks of. But Sebastian's is maroon. Specifically maroon. He kept like we were at the fabric store. He's like, "Where's the maroon fabric?" And uh, and then it has he had like a little crown on, and then over his eyes there's a a post-it note that says "dumb" spelled D U M. And I was like, "Oh my god, do I really want to be giving a kid of a costume that has the word dumb written on it? Like he's going to get like destroyed." But nope, every kid thought it was very cool, you know. And also, he can barely see in it because of the way I built the helmet. So, um, you know. I have a feeling that the rubber is really going to hit the road uh, while we were out trick-or-treating and he is faced with this first and even pavers. So anyway, the sewing machine is fired up and I'm feeling crafty. The wedding season is almost over. I had another blood draw last week and I'm going to do another hormone panel to see where I'm at with these sneaky nightmarish situations in my body. Uh, Like I did one year ago when I spit in a tube four times a day. And I mean, so I did this thing a year ago where I like spit in a tube four times like every four hours in one day. And I did a bunch of urine tests and then I, it got confirmed that I, I am indeed a hormonal mess. Uh, but now this seems different. And so I'm getting a new one. Um, and I just really want to know why no one fucking warned me about this. Like suffering in silence is not my bag. I want my brain back. Or maybe this is just long COVID. <laughs> anyway, it's not great. And if I can do anything to make it easier, stop it, I have to try. And, you know, to bring up Bell back to Taylor... You know, we're not done this week. This is still the week after she released the album. We've got other things to look forward to. She was on Fallon last night and I didn't watch it because I kind of hate Jimmy Fallon, but I'm probably going to pull it up on YouTube and watch it. Uh, I know she didn't announce it to her or else that would have come up somehow with uh, my people. But yeah, so again, another Mary's brain isn't working. I'm having a meltdown. Are you also having a meltdown? It felt good to get this one out of the chamber, so to speak. It took me so ever to record it. And I would love to hear from you if you have any comments or, or whatever. You can find uh, us on at a Mary Nisi underscore production on Instagram. Or you can email me at mary at a Mary Nisi production.com. And uh, let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Recording a podcast is it's sort of it's a lonely endeavor. Sometimes it's nice to know if there's anybody listening. Is there anybody out there? Thanks for listening to All Up In My Lady Business. It is written by me, Mary Nisi. It is produced by Christina Sorum-Williams and Amelia Ruby with Softer Sounds. 
It is recorded at the Toast and Jam offices in Logan Square in Chicago. You can find resources and links from this episode in the show notes at allupinmyladybusiness.com. If you enjoyed this episode, and you did, smash that subscribe button. And if you're the kind of person that reviews things on the internet, please rate and review us wherever you listen to us. It really does help people find us. Follow us on all of your socials. And don't forget, whatever you do this week, do it with your whole ass. Thanks for listening.